Hey, I'm Sue Elvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. Today I've got my three teenage daughters with me. Sophie, who's 13, Charlotte, who's 17, and Imogen, who is 19 and almost not a teenager because she'll be turning 20 later this month. And today we, I thought we'd talk about teenagers, rules, and rebellion. I'd like to start with something that I've heard parents say many times. If their daughters or their sons are about to turn 13, usually they will say, Oh no, there's trouble ahead. He or she is going to be a teenager. And then they start groaning and making a big fuss about the fact that they're going to have a teenager in the family. Sometimes they're laughing about it, but I think that they really do have a fear that their children are going to become uh, trouble once they turn that magic age of 13. So girls, do you think that it is inevitable that teenagers will become trouble? No. no. <laughs> are you trouble? I don't think so. I hope not. <laughs> so how does it make you feel when parents say such things? Because you probably heard it as well, haven't you? There's a lot of jokes go around about teenagers and uh, turning 13. I've seen uh, things on Facebook about it as well. So it's a common stereotype, isn't it? Something that people do joke about but maybe have a genuine fear about as well. So how does it make you feel being teenagers? It makes me feel that there's really is this stereotype of a troubled teenager that everybody expects us to be troubled teenagers simply because we happen to have an age that ends in teen. But it's not inevitable. It's not inevitable. Um, I don't think anyone in our family has truly been what you could call a troubled teenager. So uh, it's almost like uh, teenagers are expected to, well, you, you turn 13 and then the child is supposed to turn into some other sort of species, aren't they? They're, they're the teenagers. They're, they're not, not quite human. Anymore. And how do you feel about that, Charlotte? Do you think agree with that? That way. That you that people uh, view teenagers as not quite human anymore. Yeah. You do. Yes, I remember writing a blog post about it, and I used a sentence that, Charlotte, you uh, said, um, teenagers are... People are, are people, I think I said, because you said that they quite often people don't regard teenagers as real people. They're like another species or aliens from outer space. And uh, parents talk about the time when their teenagers become normal again. They can't wait for them to grow through the teenage years and become normal again. Yeah, you heard that before. Yeah. yeah. I think that's really quite a sad attitude for a parent to have because I have found that the teenage years are some of the most wonderful years of missing out on all those years because you sort of put them aside and wish that they would pass quickly so you can get to the other side and then take up a relationship with your children again. Now, I've got a, a similar story. You might remember a few months ago that at uh, Mass, there were in the prayers of the faithful, we were asked to pray pray for sullen teenagers and that sort of got everybody's blood boiling didn't it we <laughs> it did a little bit <laughs> well, on the way home from mass we were discussing that having so many teenagers in the family do you consider yourselves sullen no not by no. a long shot <laughs> no how does it make you feel hearing that well it makes me feel what if what have i missed why are we supposed to be sullen teenagers can't teenagers be nice happy people too 
It's a, a label I feel has been unfairly put on to teenagers, and isn't it, Solomon? We you, mothers would feel very upset if, in the prayers of the faithful, we were praying for uh, grumpy mothers or uh, uh, quick-tempered fathers or something like that, as if it's inevitable that this is the problem they have, isn't it? It is. We would get very upset about that. Um, but yeah, teenagers are supposed to put up with that. Now, even though we've agreed that teenagers shouldn't be automatically labelled as troubled or as sullen or as a species from outer space, uh, some people do find the teenage years more difficult than others, don't they? It can be a difficult time for children. Now, I'm really grateful that you girls are all able to stay home and avoid uh, the pressures of going to school because I think school is, especially high school, is um, a very difficult time for children. Uh, there's a lot of pressures on teenagers. Just thinking back to my own uh, experience of school, there's a lot of peer pressure in school. Then there's all the workload, having to work towards exams, working long hours. Teenagers just don't have a lot of free time if they go to school. But even if um, at home there's other pressures that uh, children face, don't they, teenagers do? What sort of pressures do you think even homeschooled children face as teenagers? As teenagers, um, I think homeschooled teenagers face a lot of pressure and a lot of troubles that come from inside the family and a lot that come from their parents, actually. Such as? Well, there's a lot of pressure put on them by parents to pick a career, to work towards it, um, to grow up to be the model person. And it's almost as if teenagers are expected to be troubled right from the beginning, and so all these rules are put up around them to stop them from doing anything that could be mildly counted as troublesome. Uh, Imogen, you said that there can be a lot of pressure on teenagers from parents, from inside the families, even if you're homeschooling. I think that sometimes parents, when their children get to teenage years, start to panic a bit. The younger years have been relaxed, there's plenty of time ahead, all of a sudden, a, uh, a child is a teenager, and maybe the parent thinks that they better make sure that their child is learning all they need to know for the future, for a future career. They've got to get serious about learning, um, step into overdrive this. What do you think about that? Do you think that's true? It can be true. I think that that can be true, yes. Parents start to worry their children aren't doing enough, they're not going in a particular direction, they don't seem to have anything of interest that they're doing which will lead to a career. Yes, and it can, it can end up that the child gets a lot of pressure put on them by the parent to know exactly what they want to do and to be able to work towards that from the beginning of their teenage years. I know a lot of the 13-year-old homeschool girls that we know talking about girls, so I don't know the boys very well, but they're already getting asked, what are you going to do when you finish school? And they've still got five or so years of school left to go, and they're expected to know already what it is that they want to do and go on to study. And so I guess parents start to worry, don't they? And what do you think the effect of parents worrying is on teenagers? I think that teenagers start to worry as well. I mean, if the parents are worrying that they, that they don't know what they want to do and that they're not going to be ready... Then the child starts to worry and think, well, what am I doing wrong? What should I, what, sh what should I be doing? Why don't I know what I want to do? Isn't what I'm doing good enough anymore? Everything's so different now that they're expected to, to know what they want to do for their adult life. 
I think, and I felt it the same way myself years ago, that uh, homeschooling parents have an unrealistic unreal expectation, especially with um, Felicity, our first, that before I learned any better, <laughs> that you expect, well, you hope that by the time your child is 18 and has gone, you've homeschooled them up to that age, that you're going to have done everything possible so that they turn out perfectly at the end. You're going to eject them into the world as perfect people ready to tackle any situation. They're going to step into a career, be have all the the qualities that are needed for the rest of their adult life. And of course, they're never going to make a mistake because you've homeschooled and parented them so well that um, there, there's going to be no mistakes whatsoever. That's what I think a lot of parents feel. I've since changed my mind about that. <laughs> it's really, really rather ridiculous, I think. But, yeah, I think we all set out with high hopes. That's unrealistic, isn't it? It is. You, you are unfortunately never going to be able to produce the perfect teenager. But that's okay because how many perfect adults do you know? Well, exactly. I think to myself, well, why do I expect my children to be perfect at 18 when I'm certainly not perfect at my age and I've had many, many more years that's what life's all about, isn't it? About still continuing to grow, and as we always say, to continue to unschool. We don't have to do it all within the first 18 years of a child's life. Exactly. So there is real, really no reason for that pressure, but it doesn't stop our parents putting that pressure on teenagers. Because I guess it's because they want the best for their teenagers. They love them. They want to give them as, as much as they can before they set them off into the world. Um, not realizing that uh, they can only give them so much, can't they? They can. And I, in the in the process, I think that some of the enjoyment of teenage years must disappear. Yes, because there's so much that teenagers are expected to do, and because there is so much pressure to be that perfect teenager, there's not a lot of t and there's just not a lot of time to enjoy what you're doing. Living in the moment, I think fear and worry about the future spoils the present moment, doesn't it? And we stop enjoying what we actually have right this minute. Oh yes, yes. But I don't think it's just uh, academics or or preparing a child for the fu a future career so they can get work once they leave the home that a parent is worried about with teenagers. They're working along that pathway. But in the meantime, I think uh, most parents uh, look out at the outside world and teenagers are starting to move away from their family a bit and there's a lot of danger out there. Yes? Of course. The world is a big place and it can be frightening to a parent. And I guess parents feel, start to feel that their teenagers are going to make a few mistakes, get into a lot of trouble if they, um, the parents don't actually uh, hang on to them tightly. Yes? Yes, I think there is that worry there. So we could go from a situation where a, a parent hasn't made too many rules and regulations up to the teenage years because they feel that their children, they, they're close to them, they can see them, they know what they're doing. And all of a sudden... Uh, Teenagers are branching out and they've tightened, the parents decide to tighten up, make a, a lot of rules and regulations to keep those children safe. Do well, you think they'll keep them safe, Sophie? No. No, why not? Well, a child, if they have a lot of rules, they'll try and find a way around those rules. I don't think when you make a lot of rules as well that teenagers always see a sense in having that many rules and if they don't see sense in it, they're not going to follow it. So you think that if you make up a list of rules, what you've really done is you've drawn a line in the sand, it's the battleground, and you're on one side, the child's on the other. Exactly. Teenagers against adults. Trench warfare. <laughs>
Alright, so rules are meant to be broken then. Yeah? Is that the view of a teenager, do you think? Once you have that many rules, yes. So you don't think the, the to keep children safe or teenagers safe that the answer is to make a lot of rules? No. No. No, that will lead to rebellion, do you think? Yes, and that's where the idea of a rebellious teenager comes from. So, so they're unrealistic to make these rules. So they really, in, are you saying that teenagers are justified in their in rebelling against these rules? So they're, they're, um, they shouldn't have been made in the first place? It's not the best way to handle things? That maybe teenagers feel pressured by it? I think definitely teenagers feel pressured by that many rules and having so many restrictions placed on them, especially as they're getting older and should be becoming more independent. To suddenly grow up and have more rules instead of less and have more worry and more pressure on them instead of being able to direct their, what they do themselves is difficult. So you think that uh, as teen, uh, children are getting older, the rule, it, well, we don't have any rules as such like that, but the parents should be getting should be starting to let go and to encourage independence rather than going the opposite way and tightening up. Yes. You can't just let go of them and say, right, you can do what you like. You have to stay connected with your child, but not make a rule about what they can do. Just help them to understand the dangers involved. So if you want to restrict, say, their internet use because there are bad places on the internet... It's better to educate them about what the dangers are and help them to understand why you shouldn't go there instead of just saying, no, you can't do it. Because a child will won't follow a rule, but if they see a reason not to do it, then they will follow it. But sometimes um, children don't understand parents' reasons. They disagree. That's where you really need to have a good relationship with your child. You need You really need to keep that in the teenage years and stay close to them because... Even if a child doesn't always understand, if you have a good relationship, then the child is more likely to trust what you say, even if they don't see the reason behind it. So you're saying stay connected to your child. So it really starts off, um, you don't sort of get to teenage years and then uh, have a strategy for dealing with teenagers. What you do is you're continuing the way you're parenting from the very beginning. So you're continuing to trust your children, you're continuing to guide them, to respect them, to listen to them, to talk to them. Do you agree? I definitely agree. Be connected with them. You can't all of a sudden at age 13 panic and go along a different pathway. You've you've got to start uh, your parenting from the beginning and build on it. You have to start at day one and you have to carry it through all the way. So if you have started and you, you, your children are used to uh, being trusted, to being respected, to being listened to, and you have a communication going with your children, when you get to the teenage years, this should stand you in good stead for getting through the difficult moments. Oh, yes. Yes? Yes, because a teenager is more likely to understand where you're coming from and respect what you say. If you already have a good relationship, you're already close to them, they already, you already have their trust and they have your trust. And so I was just thinking of some of the things that um, parents make rules about in the teenage years. Computers, that's a big one. And parents, I think, make these rules uh, with a good heart. They're in the, their hearts are in the right direction. They want to keep their kids safe. They care about their children. They don't want them to get in, into any trouble. So they make all these rules out of love. But I think that they backfire. 
Yeah. Yes, I think so. They drive children apart from you, not towards you. Um, but yeah, there's, there's screen rules. I've seen so many long lists of screen rules for computers. Uh, uh, teenagers aren't allowed to have their own computers and use them in their rooms. There, they've got to put all their devices in a drawer when some part of the house they get locked up overnight, so they can't be used without adult supervision. All these type of things. I think they're quite unrealistic. Unreal yeah. Oh, definitely. Or if it, unfair. If a child wants to use a computer, they're going to find a computer to use, whether you let them have one or not. Well, yeah, that's the, the thing I was thinking about, that parents can do their, can, can uh, make these rules, but rules can be broken, and if they really do want to use a computer, they'll go to their friend's house, or they'll find some way of using it, won't they? Oh, yes. If they want to uh, go places that their parents don't want them to go to, they'll find a way of going there. Oh, yes, yeah, so they just they just won't tell you. And that's not really great, but it is a sad truth. I guess they have end up having a secret life. Well, I think I'd rather my children to be doing something I didn't approve of in front of me than, and so we can talk about it and communicate about it and we discuss it than to have them leading a separate secret life away from me. Would, do you think agree with that one? I think so. That there's not a lot you can do about a secret life. That's right. You can have suspicions about somebody uh, and that really does ruin a relationship when you're... Uh, suspect that they're doing something wrong and that these are getting in, in the way of your relationships, uh, keeping up a pretense all the time. I don't think that does relationships any good whatsoever. Let's just talk about a few of the things that uh, parents are unhappy about with teenagers, what, what they're making the rules about. We've still talked about computers, uh, internet time, phones, that type of, th of thing, but I guess that's because it connects people. They're, they're teenagers to the outside world and they're worried about the outside influences. Um, what other things do you think that they're, that teenagers and parents clash on? Clothes. That's a big one. Clothes. Right. <laughs> We've had our fair share of that with Felicity, but I'll talk about that in a little while. But yes, clothes. Um, what do you think would happen if I banned a particular type of you from wearing something particular? Do you think that would... I, I'm not talking about discussing it I'm making a rule about it you can't wear such and such how does that make you feel it would give you a sense of resentment that you weren't trusted to pick something appropriate and also that we, we, we weren't consulted before you just said no we can't wear this what if we actually really liked it what if you really disliked and your mother didn't give you a chance to say you didn't like it what if I said it was inappropriate We'd want to know more about it. We'd want, we'd want to understand why. We wouldn't just want, want you to say, don't wear it, it's inappropriate. We'd want to know why is it inappropriate? Why can't we wear it? Well, I think that I'm, we could talk about all that and we wouldn't have a problem. I don't have any problems whatsoever with your clothes. But I know that that is a big thing for other parents. Um, and it did used to be a problem with me and Felicity years and years ago. Uh, she wanted to wear jeans, didn't she? She did, and you didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it whatsoever, but I didn't really not like it because I used to wear jeans myself. It, that what, I wasn't being very honest. I told her that she couldn't wear jeans because it wasn't very feminine and <laughs> completely forgetting that I spent my teenage years in jeans and my 20s in jeans as well. 
But the reason I told her that she couldn't wear jeans, if I was being honest, which I wasn't being honest, to her, was that my friend's children, teenagers, didn't wear jeans, and I wanted to look good in their eyes. So I was afflicted by a bad case of adult peer pressure. I wanted to be accepted by all the other mothers, and all the other mothers said it's inappropriate for girls to wear jeans; they should wear skirts. And so I turned round to Felicity and I said, "It's inappropriate to wear jeans, Felicity, because you're a girl. I want you to wear a skirt." And I didn't really believe that at all, <laughs> but I made out I did. And I think we can, uh, uh, we can hide things from ourselves, can't we? We can we can pretend to ourselves that we really do believe that. And I convinced myself that they knew better than I did. Well, why not?、Um, I don't know everything, and maybe、uh, they knew something better than me. But deep in my heart, I didn't really think jeans were that important whatsoever. But it did cause an awful lot of problems. And the funny thing is that you could all wear jeans, couldn't you? Well, we could. We just choose not to. And so no, we don't have any rules and regulations about any sort of clothes now. I sometimes say to you, "Would you like a pair of jeans?" And what about Sophie? What about you? No, no. Do you remember last year when we had the bushfires and we needed to buy bushfire clothes, something to fight the bushfire? If it actually, because it was right down the road from us, if all the embers fell into our garden, we were told we'd have to get out there and fight the embers.、Uh, yeah, hose them down,、um, whatever, make sure they didn't yeah spread to the house and beyond. And we. Had to have appropriate clothing to fight a bushfire. You can't go out there in your skirt and bare legs. And so, we went down to the shops, and I wanted to buy Sophie some jeans, didn't I? Yes. <laughs> oh, protest, protest! I don't want jeans, Mum. And I was saying, well, if the bushfire comes, you'll be glad of a pair of jeans. And so we bought a pair. And how many times have you worn them? None. None. <laughs> the bushfire embers didn't actually arrive. The The fire was got under control, and we were out of danger. So those pair of jeans are just sat in your drawer. But I just, I don't care one way or the other about the jeans. But I think it's enormously funny that you, who could wear exactly what you want, decided for yourself that you preferred skirts. And Felicity, who was told to wear skirts, rebelled and wanted to wear jeans. So I, <laughs> I just find that very funny. I also heard another story that、uh, some other. Teenager was also told she could only wear particular skirts and things, and what she ended up doing was packing her jeans and、uh, the clothes that she liked into her bag. And as soon as she went out anywhere away from her mother's eyes, she'd disappear into the public toilets or a friend's house, and she could change her clothes for the day, apply her makeup, make herself look how she wanted, and then do the reverse coming back. And her mother had no idea of what was going on, <laughs> which is ridiculous, really. If it wasn't so、uh, sad as well, I just like to speak a little bit more about this good relationship that we're supposed to be building up between our teenagers and parents, right? And it begins in the early years, I think. As I said, we can't suddenly decide that we, we're in, in need of a good relationship when our children turn thirteen. That we've got to be building on what we already have put into action.、Um, not that things can't change, can they? Anywhere along the way. Parenting can take a change. Parents can、uh, decide that what hasn't been working, they'll try something new. But、uh, if possible, I think that、uh, parents should be just building on what they have already put into action from the time their children have been very little. But yes, so I was thinking about talking to teenagers. Some teenagers won't talk to their parents, will they? No, unfortunately, they won't tell them anything. Why do you think they won't tell them anything? 
It could be that they don't feel what they have to say is valued. Or they just couldn't feel comfortable with it. There's not enough trust or enough respect between the parent and the child for the, the teenager to want to share what they have to say. So you think that they might say something and that the parent might ridicule what they're saying? Yes, yeah, so or if they have an opinion, they, they can get partway through saying it and the parent will cut them off and basically end up communicating, well, I'm the adult, you're the child, you don't know what you're saying, listen to my opinion because it's right. You think that parents uh, want to impose their opinions on their children because they think they have more experience and they might be wanting to save their teenagers a whole lot of angst and problems by making sure they know what's right right now. They're not finding it out for themselves. They get rid of that silly opinion. I've already had that one myself years ago, and I want you to know what I've gained by experience, and I'll save you a lot of trouble here. This is what the truth really is. It could be that, but just telling them that their opinion is wrong is not the way to help them see the, the true opinion if your opinion really is right. No, it doesn't work that way, does it? It doesn't. The better way to do it is just talk about it. Let them have their opinion. You've got your opinion based on slightly more experience. Talk about it. Let them have an opinion. You think that it comes back to trust again, that trust that the, if the child's opinion is quite off track, that, that trust that they will come to their own decision about that, that they will move to the right decision or the right um, belief by themselves. Oh, yes. With your input, but they will get there. Oh, yes. Especially if it's an opinion you, you've already had. I also think that if we lecture our children, because that sometimes happens, isn't it? It does. That you, a, a child might start to talk, and then the parent comes and lectures that child, and then they, they don't want to ask any more things. They don't want to talk anymore because they don't want to lecture. Yeah? Yes. And I think that if a teenager is forced to have their parents' opinion, it's forced upon them, yes? Yeah. It doesn't actually belong to them. No, it doesn't. And it actually ends up causing the parents an awful lot of worry and because they'll think, uh, are they still thinking that? Or it, it doesn't belong to the teenager. They so it's not coming from within them. The parent is imposing that from the outside. Like another rule, they have to keep checking that their child is thinking the right thing or has the right opinions. Do you think so? I think so, yes. They can't be comfy and just relax and think, well, they know what they're doing because... They know really deep in their heart the teenagers aren't haven't taken on board their their beliefs or their opinions about something. The teenager could just be agreeing with the opinion for the sake of getting a bit of peace and quiet. That's right. So the parents are going to have to do a keep up doing a lot of checking up to keep themselves from worrying. And that's also not going to make your teenager really like that. I also think that teenagers probably have some pretty good opinions of their own. It's not always the adults which are right, is it? It depends on what sort of things we're talking about. But uh, teenagers can add a little, uh, you know, another point of view, something interesting to the conversation, yeah? Yes, I think so. Especially in today's world, I mean, teenagers are young people. There, There's a lot going on that teenagers know more about than parents do. Teenagers are really smart people, actually, if you give them a chance, especially, as you said, in today's world, teenagers are often on top of things well before adults are. Yeah, I think teenagers are very interesting. I have learnt a lot from you teenagers, but you're always helping me and, and teaching me new things. Um, yeah, I think it's good to talk to teenagers. I enjoy it very much. <laughs> okay, so if you haven't said much today, um, Sophie's 13. You, when did you turn 13, Sophie? Um, May. So you, you've been a teenager just a few months, haven't you? Yes. 
And so, so on the eve of your 13th birthday, I mean, did you sprout wings? Did you uh, undergo a transformation? You became one of these uh, sullen teenagers overnight, hey? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> you hope not. Did you feel any different once you turned 13? Has your life changed since you uh, had a 13th birthday? Not really. No? You just feel the same as you did before? Yeah. But it just felt like any other birthday. Except people are now calling you a teenager, aren't they? Yes. And they're putting you in a category. Yes. That's right. So they're, they're looking at you, they've labelled you, and you're in that little group now that's the teenagers, but basically you're the same person. Yes. you agree with that? Yes. Is life any harder for you, do you think, now you're a teenager? Not really. <laughs> Not really. All right, so Charlotte, you're, you're well into the teenage years here. You're 17. You've been a teenager, what, how many years is that? Four years now. Yeah. Right, so how have your teenage years been? I suppose they were pretty smooth. Pretty smooth, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you must be feeling a bit of pressure now because, look, you're, you're heading towards the end of your uh, official sort of homeschooling years and you're going to have to be thrown out to a career pretty shortly. Do you feel that pressure? Well, I suppose I do feel that I need to think about it, but I'm not feeling that I'm going to be forced into making a decision the second I turn 18. So you think I've learnt something over the years and I'm backing off here? I've learnt what teenagers are about now? Guess so. <laughs> All right, so Imogen, you're, you'll be turning out of the, going out of the teenage years in three, well, two or three weeks' time. You'll be 20 in, into a new phase of your life. Uh, will it be a relief to get out of the teenage years so you're not labelled a teenager anymore? I haven't ever really felt that being a teenager was a bad thing, honestly. I know people label teenagers as troubled or sullen or whatever. I never felt that. I've really enjoyed being a teenager. They're some of the best years of my life. And I'm actually going to be really sorry to see them go. You know, I really enjoy having you all as teenagers. I agree with that. I think that uh, teenage years, for a parent, having teenagers in the family is some of the best years as well. Yeah, it's a good relationship, isn't it? It we is. Can, we do an awful lot together. I really do love having teenagers. They look along sometimes at families that have got lots of little children, and my heart yearns a bit for those days when we had lots of little children. It was fun times, and little children are cute, and oh, you know, all those hugs, and they, they, they look... They're ever so adorable. That's right, and you can do crafts with them. Yeah, there's lots of fun having little children, but... I think that there's just as much fun or even more having teenagers. There's nothing like um, having a big group of big people around you. I think that's wonderful. So I don't regret you growing up at all. I think it's got better and better as the years go by, and teenagers are wonderful. All right, so we'll just finish off here, I think, with what do you think teenagers need? Teenagers need respect and trust. They need a choice to choose for themselves. Understanding. Love. Lots of love. Lots of unconditional love. <laughs> lots of forgiveness too because they are going to make a few mistakes. So you think it's all right to make mistakes? Because parents, I think, are try to, um, they want to prevent their children making any mistakes. And they're not going to do it, are they? Making mistakes is just part of life. Everybody makes mistakes, whether you're a little child or you're an adult. Even if you're retired, you're going to make mistakes and... There's no way a parent is going to stop a teenager from making mistakes. So just you just got to understand it and forgive them when they do. So do you think I make mistakes? 
<laughs> if I'm very honest, yes, you probably do. <laughs> yeah, we all make mistakes, don't we? The thing is to get up from those mistakes, to learn from them, keep moving forward, isn't it? It is. And one of the best things I think about making mistakes is having people that forgive you for making those mistakes, especially when it affects other people, isn't it? Yes, and help you not to make the same mistake again. Yeah, well... Maybe you will make the mistake again, but it's not. You don't sort of say, "Well, I'll forgive you this time, but don't do it again." Do you? Next time, I might not be quite so understanding. Well, that's not quite the point, is it? <laughs> but to know that you have been forgiven and no one's holding against you does help you when you、um, are picking yourself up and trying again, doesn't it? It does.、Uh, I think Sophia always said says that、uh, if you're trusted. Then it makes you want to 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 be worthy of that trust, doesn't it? Yes. If you're been forgiven, it makes you want to be worthy of that forgiveness. Yeah. Yes. So of course we're going to give you unconditional love,、um, freedom and not rules, respect, trust, and understanding. Remember what it was like to be teenagers ourselves. <laughs> Because I think we always forget that bit, don't we? Oh yes, everybody was a teenager once. Oh, and the one more thing I think teenagers need, and that's space. Yes, lots of quiet time, lots、yes. of space, and I think that's how、uh, you're so fortunate. And when I was in school, it was just go, go, go all day, every day, even the evening, and all the holidays as well. No time to think about who I was or where I wanted to go.、Um, but yes, teenagers need lots and lots of space to process where the, who they are, where they're going, don't they? And just to be, just to be, and to enjoy. Yes, <laughs> without anyone's expectations on them. Now we've talked about how teenagers can have difficult times, and how sometimes a parent's way of handling a teenager can be less than helpful. And this reminds me of、uh, when I was parenting our first child, Felicity, when she was a teenager. I think I made her life very difficult. Yes, because I think some children, some teenagers, have more problems than just that. Well-known teenage、uh, years problem. There is actually something that they have to deal with extra, and in Felicity's case, this was undiagnosed bipolar disorder. And I didn't realize she had this, and she didn't realize herself. And as she was our first child, I just assumed that the difficulties she was going through were a consequence of. Being a teenager, what everybody had told me, the teenage years are going to be difficult. Expect it, and so I expected it, and they were difficult, very difficult. I didn't handle it very well at all. I didn't listen to her. I didn't treat her with trust or respect. I made a lot of rules and regulations, which exasperated her problems. Not realizing that,、uh, yeah, that would have been enough to make a teenager's life difficult. But she was coping with something a lot more. Than the ordinary teenage years problem. So、uh, I would say that looking back on that, if any of my children、uh, were showing、uh, were having difficulties during their teenage years, and they, I didn't think that they were a consequence of how they were being treated, that I was treating them with respect and with trust and with unconditional love and understanding, and still they were having a very hard time. I would look for something else. I would、uh, do some investigating, and actually try and talk to my child about how they were feeling inside, what the problems were that they were coping with, rather than just tell them to, you know, buck up 
and get on with life. It's not that bad being a teenager because for some kids, I'm sure it is a very big deal and they do actually need more help um, than we often think to give them. Well, I've really enjoyed our conversation today, girls. I'd just like to thank you. Um, so thank you to Imogen and Charlotte and Sophie. Yeah, I'm sure that you'll join me for another podcast another day, won't you? Very likely. I'd just like to invite everybody to go over to my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family. I'll put together some program notes. I've written oh, a fair few posts about teenagers' rebellion and rules, and I'll gather them all together in case anyone is interested in, in reading them. Also, I have a Facebook page, and that's also called Stories of an Unschooling Family. And what else, girls? iTunes. I'm on iTunes, aren't I? So if you'd like to subscribe, um, go over to iTunes, and you can do that. Well, until next week, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye.